welcome to a look into the future. What would you do if you can go into the future and ask yourself questions about how to grow your firm, grow your career, transition to advisory services, and more? Luckily, we don't need to invent the flux capacitor. We can just ask the time traveler himself, Paul Latham, and learn the knowledge we need at our firms to evolve into advisory service powerhouses to become the most relevant advisor for our clients. I'm Garrett Wagner, your Entrepreneurial CP Channel host, and I'm excited to be joined by the legendary Paul Latham of Hayden Rock Solutions. We have a special show for you today. Paul and I are gonna talk about some fan questions. That's right, you wrote in, you sent us questions, a lot of them, and we're trying to get through those questions and answer them for you. So keep the questions going. We're gonna get to them as best as we can. Now for today, we're gonna to talk about one of my all-time favorite topics, the concept of value pricing. You know, a lot of people said, billing by the hour is the most broken model in history. So Paul, here's the question for you. What is the biggest thing firms can do to introduce value billing successfully? Hi Garrett, um, another great question. Um, obviously with all these things, you have to start from a premise. Um, so the first premise is, it's really hourly billing versus value billing. If I say here and now, hourly billing just about works if you're looking backwards. It's, it's not even great there, in my honest opinion, but at least it just about works. Um, if you're looking forwards, then you have to value bill. It's not actually a choice. Um, you know, if I said to you, so, you know, it's all about proactivity and so on. If I said to you, you know, I've been thinking about you, Garrett, for five hours and I'd like to send you uh, a bill, you, know, you, you, you would just tell me to go forth and multiply. Um, and, and, you know, I'd put it to you and any of the people listening to this, I mean, do any of you enjoy, for example, getting a bill from your attorney where they break down their bill into sections of hours? And I, you know, I don't think anybody does. And why would you imagine your clients would? Um, so I'm going to take it as read that you understand that you actually have to value your bill if you want to be a 21st century advisor. Um, I think it all starts from the, what I call the client conversation or the business-like conversation with the client in the beginning. Because um, I think, you know, I, I used to um, say this to clients. I used to say, look, I, I don't get hourly rates. Um, you know, if I'm very, very quick and very, very um, sort of effective and good at what I do, I actually get paid less with hourly rates. If I'm really, really slow and not so effective, I get paid more, it doesn't compute. And, 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 and so you'd go through the conversation and, and the client would recognize that. And bottom line is, it was pretty easy and quick for the client to confirm that they preferred value billing, basically because they knew what they were getting before they started. Here's what I'm getting, here's what it's gonna cost. I like that. The problem for the CPA is not so much persuading the client that they want value billing, it's actually not falling into the trap of doing too much for the money. Because once you agree a fee up front, you have to be very clear about what you're going to do for that money, and if you are vague, you'll end up doing too much for the money. So using one of my analogies, you know, you'll end up, rather than jumping three foot, you'll jump five foot for the clients, but only charge them $3, you'll do too much. So once you understand you've got to be clear about what you're doing, really it comes down to defining it. And bearing in mind this service is an intangible service. What you, I always talk about, what you want to do is box the service. And, and as far as humanly possible for each thing you're doing, make it a discrete box that almost 
mentally has a beginning a middle and an end and the end is the most important bit you know when you've finished because <laughs> once you know when you've finished that's when the client's paid for that thing or has received it and you can fill it so for example in a vision workshop as an example that's an intangible service defined in the box here's what you're going to get you're going to get a diagnostic you're going to have the workshop itself we're going to have a, a vision roadmap document there's going to be a one-page plan there's going to be accountability and when we finished that's it and it's x and then what you do is you begin to have choices to say well by the way there's more than one style of vision workshop you can have you could have for example what i call the proactive vision workshop which is a condensed version or you can have the strategic one which is much more um, involved process and if we just say the strategic one costs x then the proactive one only costs two-thirds of x what would you like mr or mrs client just make a choice because and, and so what we've done is we've said here's what you're going to get do you want it client makes a choice then we can match the delivery with the choice and i think this is the biggest single thing defining a separated service so we can match this is what we say this is what we do and in any business really you can do it at a very high level so if you came into me um at a really sort of early level of knowing you, I sort of do it at a high level. You know, what type of service would you like? The reactive service, the proactive service, or the strategic? Or you then get more, gran more granularity, like, okay, we're having the proactive vision workshop, but how many regular meetings would we like? You know, do you want two meetings a year after that, or four meetings a year, or six meetings a year, or a meeting every month, which is 12 meetings a year? And these are all different levels of service all with different value prices. And, and I think but it, it comes down to de defining what you're gonna do, putting it in a box. Yeah, Paul, I, I couldn't agree more. I know when my team helps firms implement value pricing, same thing, it's define that box, define those service offerings to your client up front. That way your client knows what they're getting. And once your client knows what they're buying and what they're getting, you'd be amazed at how much less they push back on the bill because they've already agreed to it. Yes. If they do, you can point to that and say, you know, you, we had this conversation and I said, you want a three foot jump, a five foot jump or a seven foot jump. And here's the associated prices. Yeah. And the other thing about it, and just picking up on something you said there, Garrett, is you said the client pushed back, but I think the pushback works both ways. Um, uh, so for example, let's just say we had a client who wanted monthly meetings and, and let's just say you had a client who said we'd worked out, it was going to be you know, so much work involved and it was going to be a thousand dollars a month for 12 monthly meetings. And within there, we've sort of estimated that the client would you know, phone us up a, a couple of times a month. And so we're all comfortable and we've explained all of that. Um, but I would also make a point of saying to the client really early on, especially if it's a new client, you know, I don't know you from Adam. And, you know, I'm assuming some of this stuff and my, my value bill is based on some assumptions. But for all I know, you know, you could be either a fairly normal client who phones me a couple of times a month or you could be sort of annoying and you could phone me up every morning at 8am and on that basis you're sort of taking advantage of me and you know I will have if that's happening and you know, we'll test it over the first three four five months and if it's happening I will come back to you and I'll push back to you and say by the way we agreed you you wanted this and it was based on some assumptions but you actually are really taking advantage here either you need to stop or we need to adjust the value bill so it's the pushback can then work both ways because you've defined it they've made a choice 
and then suddenly they're wanting more than they chose. And you have to be strong enough as the accountant not to just do that. Um, you know, otherwise you become their servant. Yeah, you don't want to become their servant. And I think, you know, we look in, in value pricing, kind of the two of the biggest thought leaders around the globe in value pricing, Ron Baker and Ed Kless, they talk about that a lot of, you know, to find the buckets and put those value adds in different buckets. So I like to say, like you said, if you get the seven foot jump, you can call me as much as you want. And those are already included free. You've got it all. You know, the three foot jump, it doesn't include any phone calls. The middle one might include like a free 15 minute phone call, 30 minute phone call, something like that. So once again, you're framing those buckets and giving them things to look back on. Cause like you said, that way the pushback is mitigated by the fact that they've already known what they're agreeing to ahead of time. Yeah. It, it's choices you see. And I used to talk to my people back in the old days about imagine you're going into a shirt shop and they only had one shirt in the window. Um, would you think that was a good shirt shop? And even if it was the right size shirt and the right color and so on, I, I'm not sure you'd work, walk into a one shirt shop. Um, what people like to do is ruffle through the rack and make choices. And, and by doing this, you can actually demonstrate to the clients where the value is, where the additional value is. And it's through the choice that you define and, and bring that to life for the client. I like it, Paul. I like it. You know, I know for me, when I teach value pricing, I use, you know, in the grocery store, making a choice between different levels of pasta sauce. But you can use any pricing analogy. And if we really stop and think about it, if you think about how you as a person watching this, whatever age it is, how you buy products, we all like choices. We like to go and make a choice between A, B, and C, between three options. We like to have choices. We feel like we're in control. So give that to your clients. Don't just send them a bill later on and they get grumpy about it. Your important part of making the switch is you're going to have to do things sooner in the process. You have to have this conversation with your clients up front and not later. You know, value pricing cannot be done on a back end. Value pricing has to be done at the start of the engagement, the start of the interaction with the client. And if you do that, you're going to be amazed at how much more happy and successful these client relationships are. So, Paul, we're at time for today. I want to thank you, as always, for sharing your wisdom and your knowledge with everybody out there. Now, I know as we're talking, as we're getting ready to film these episodes, we're talking about what to talk about, the questions, the answers, what to do, as we share our thoughts behind the scenes. One of the things we frequently talk about is how surprised we are that most CPA firms don't even know that they're not ready for the future, that they don't even realize. We think you out there need to know where you stand today. Is your firm truly ready for the future? Ready to shift into becoming the most relevant advisor? Take a minute. Sign up on your own for your free biz survey. Get a free objective assessment of how prepared your firm is for the future. Trust me, it is well worth your time. We're going to provide you the results of the biz score and a quick pub meeting, as Paul says, to review the results. There's a link below in all of our social media posts. Click on it. Get to the landing page. Put your information in and fill it out. See where you stand today. Don't be afraid at the results. Thank you, everybody, as always, for watching. Thank you, Paul, for your time. Don't forget, click to subscribe to the YouTube channel. And as always, we challenge you to take action today to change the world and invest in yourself.